The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 529. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have a phenomenal lady on the show today. She's an author, and I'm really excited to have her on and share her story with us today on self-confidence. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Sambat Mia. Sambat, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to our listeners. Sure. Hi, Sheena. So my name is Sambat Mia, like you have introduced me nicely there. I was born in Thailand, Cambodia. Thailand is known as a gem town. And my, my family, during the time that I was born, we were in a civil war. And as historians and other people who read, about the killing fields, no, we were dominated by the Khmer Rouge, the Maoist-inspired Khmer Rouge regime for almost four years before the country was invaded by Vietnam. So we survived that, we lived through that, and then my father didn't want to stick around, you know, because the country was badly destroyed, and we don't know what the new regime would be like, so we took a chance in, you know, trudging through the land mine infested um, jungle to go to Thailand to actually we didn't you know go to all the way to Thailand we were at the border we were at the Cambodian Thai border that was 1979 and as the uh, Thai and Khmer Rouge soldiers were fighting each other because Thai soldiers were afraid that uh, we were encroaching on their territory so they shoot at us to you know back off to our own border and when the um, international organizations, uh, UNICEF and United Nations heard about the atrocity that was going on, they came in, swoop, swoop us in and help us and set up refugee camps inside of Thailand. So we were one, we were one of the lucky families was trucked further inside into Thailand. And we were displaced there for two years before my father, before we were sponsored to the United States of America, actually, because my father spoke a little bit of English and wrote a little bit of English. He was able to apply to any country, either first world countries, second world countries, any country that were peaceful, scared. So he was desperately applying for any to um, come and save us. And, uh, fortunately, so we were able, we were able to receive sponsorship in 1981. And uh, we were, you know, in of um, a town in Chicago. It's called Uptown. Uptown was abandoned. Not really abandoned, but it was considered a blight town because it consisted of um, working class and there were a lot of veterans, Vietnam veterans and drug addicts and gangbangers. So we, we, we lived a pretty hectic life, but it's so much better than the refugee camps or in Cambodia because of the war. At least we were able to work. We, we had a home to live in. Granted that we, there are certain areas that we have to avoid walking through or going through. Thanks for sharing that story. I remember a couple of years back, there was a, 
an exhibit about the Khmer Rouge um, era. And yeah, it, it was such a horrific time in, in Cambodia just to see pictures of the mass killings and pictures of unknown children and, you know, just people like who, who died for no reason, right? It was such an unfortunate time in, in, in that era. And so yeah, I've, I've researched it a couple of times and it, it's kind of, it, it was crazy. But thanks for, for sharing your story. And Sambath, what's your favorite self-confidence quote? Oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm a student of Napoleon Hill. And plus, you know, Napoleon Hill's teaching is not that much different from Buddhism. Cause, so because Cambodian, our religion is Buddhism and Napoleon Hill's teaching is not so much different due to, you know, the science aspects of it. It's about, you know, self-reliance. And so that's why I, I love this quote. If you do not conquer self, you will be conquered by self. And I take that to mean like your, your brain, there, there are two sides to your brain. One is the emotional brain and another one is the thinking brain. The majority of us tend to let our emotional brain control us rather than letting our um, thinking brain control us. So that's why I love this quote. If you do not conquer self, you will be conquered by self. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that great quote. And in your own words, how do you define self-confidence? For me personally, self-confidence is about, is able to think, say, and act with knowledge and without regret. That's going back to um, the, my favorite self-confidence quote, if you do not conquer self, you will be conquered by self. That's, that's in the same line of thinking as that, that um, quote. If you're not able to you know, use all your senses to um, assess the situation. You won't have the self-confidence to act, to say, and think positively. Thanks for sharing that great definition. And Sambath, what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence? My life was horrible, actually. I was constantly bombarded by negative emotions. Specifically, my father, he suffers from um, post-traumatic disorder because of uh, the war that he experienced back in Cambodia and also the beating and the violence at the refugee camp. I, I didn't know because I, we left the country when I was young. I was six years old. I lived during the Khmer Rouge. I was born in Cambodia and by Six years old, we left the country and we fled to go to a refugee camp. So by six years old, I was at the refugee camp. And by eight years old, we arrived to the United States. I mostly remember about my childhood in America, not so much about what happened back in Cambodia. And I started to feel the, the, the acrimonious relationship between my father and, and I. He was always angry. He was always soul-crushingly sarcastic, and I, I just I didn't know how to deal with him, and we got into a fight a lot, and at the point where I didn't talk to him as much, and I tried to avoid him at all costs. Not until after college, I, I started to, you know, read about what happened in Cambodia. Then I, I thought, hmm, maybe, you know, I read about other people who uh, were suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, and I thought maybe my father is suffering the same thing. So I made a conscious effort to talk to him about uh, what happened back then. And he refused to tell me. So I decided 
I, I tried to find a way to have him open up because now I'm interested in writing about our family story, which is now turned into a book called The Immortal Seed. So he, he refused to tell me, but so I kind of manipulated him into telling me by saying, oh, I, I was reading all these books. I was reading all these personal stories and this is what they said happened, blah, blah, blah. And so he, he goes, wait, that's not how it happened. It didn't happen that way. So he started to open up to me and started to tell me what happened. And then he started to tell me about his childhood, his parents, his relatives, his hometown. And then I noticed that he became a little bit kinder, like maybe the story, um, being able to open up, being able to communicate with me at that level was kind of cathartic for him. Whereas before, maybe he thought that I was just, you know, I, I grew up in America and I, you know, acted differently from what he expected from me. So maybe now we're connecting. Now I'm able to understand what he's going through for him to open up about the violence, about how he was threatened. He almost got killed so many times and how much he had to uh, give up, you know, give up the food, the morsel of food that was given to us by the communists. And he snuck out risking his life to find whatever food or fruit in the forest, in the jungle to provide for me and my mother. And my mother sacrificed too. You know, she's, whenever we have little food, you know, they'll give up their portion and just give it to me and let me eat and they'd rather starve. So now I'm understanding all of these sacrifices and, and all the violence that they saw, they witnessed and the threats and the abuse that they endured. It, it made me closer to my parents and it made me connect with them. And ever since then, you know, our relationship kind of gotten better. And then I started to read Napoleon Hill books about, you know, the thinking mind and the emotional mind, how he teaches us how to calm our emotional mind and use our thinking mind more. And then I noticed in Buddhism, you know, we were taught the same thing. So I started to read more about the scientific aspects of the thinking mind and the, you know, emotional mind is cerebral cortex and the uh, limbic system, understanding how these two brains work. So that was my life before I discover, before I discover uh, the teaching of Napoleon Hill and the scientific part of Buddhism. Thanks for sharing that story. And sometimes we never know what happens until we go out and, you know, get curious as to why, you know, someone acts that way or is, you know, hostile towards you. And we never know what they've been through during that time, right? And it's, it's great that you're able to, you know, hear the stories from your father and, you know, write, write a book about it. And, you know, because of, you know, what you found out and what you came to realize, what's your life been like now? So we're much happier now. We're more stable people rather than angry and, you know, always bickering all the time, always in conflict. So I really appreciate I don't know how that came to me, but maybe it's because I wanted to write and I started reading more before. I, I never liked reading. So, but when I started to read, I discovered more things. I discovered other authors. I discovered the teaching that I've known for so long that was practiced, somewhat practiced, but not, you know, I never understood it fully until I read other authors, scientific authors. 
Thanks for sharing that. And Samba, if, if the woman who's listening to your episode, she's in her own journey of self-confidence, what would be that one tip you would give to her? Well, the one tip, as we've been talking about, you know, the thinking mind and versus the emotional mind, I would like women who are on their journey to self-confidence, I would like them to take possession of their own mind. I understand, you know, the majority of women, specifically Asian women, are so dependent on men. So I guess the first step is to realize that you have your own mind, therefore you can make your own decisions. So I just want them to remember, trust, believe in yourself and believe in the universe or God, if you believe in God. Thanks for sharing that great tip. And I totally agree. You know, we, we all have our own mind and we can go out there and create, make our own decisions, no matter how scary they may be, no matter if we second guess ourselves like a thousand times, it's still the decision that we made and we should be proud of that. And the more we can practice making our own decisions and, you know, like you mentioned, taking possession of our own minds, the more we can be confident and you know, take action into whatever it is we want to do. So thanks for sharing that. And Sambat, if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? Sure. They can visit me on Instagram at Miss Sambat. Well, Instagram, Smee's Universe, actually. It's S-M-E-A-S, my first initial, my last name, and then Universe. And then they can follow me on Twitter at Miss Sambat Mias. And on Facebook, I have two Facebook pages. One is my personal Facebook and another one is my author page Facebook. So if you can follow me at those sites, I would greatly appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Sambat, you can also head on over to the com and search for Sambat's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else that we talked about. And I just really want to thank Sambat for taking the time to share her story and tips with us on self-confidence. So thank you so much. Thank you, Sheena. I greatly appreciate this. Not a problem. It was really great having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Tao of Self-Confidence. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get your daily boost of confidence.